everybody, and welcome to the Kingdom's Queens podcast. We are officially 86 days away from NFL kickoff. Uh, I feel like doing this countdown helps me feel like it's not taking as long as it is. <laughs> For real? So I, I enjoy doing this daily countdown. Um, today we are Buck Buchanan days away from NFL kickoff, and I love that. So we are 86 days away from the Chiefs and the Lions kicking off the NFL season. Um, I'm your host, Lexi. I'm Chrissy. Chrissy from Florida. And I'm Jody. Florida Chrissy. <laughs> Ashley has palm trees and everything just in the yes. background. Love it. And beautiful water. As I'm dealing with tornado warnings down here. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. Can you just send me some sand? Yes. Thanks. I have a bunch that fell out of my swimsuit when I came in. So I would love that so much for my Look face. at that golden sun <laughs> shining on you right now. That was not it there a minute ago. It like just started <laughs> reflecting so badly. I'm like, oh my God. It literally wow. didn't start until right now. That's right it now. It was like podcast time. Here's your lighting. Right? Here's my lighting. Hey. I love that for you. <laughs> well, y'all, um, we have a lot to talk about today. And I know that Chrissy is on a time limit. So we're going to speed this up and just hop right into it so she can get back to her family time. Uh, lots of kind of cool things happened this week, but let's start with Chiefs Day at the Cape. So yesterday, the Chiefs and – okay, so the Chiefs and the Royals do this all the time. To know Kansas City is to know they do this all the time. So yep. yesterday was the day that all the Chiefs organization, it was their day out at Kaufman, the Cape. Um, so I did not watch the Royals game because they stink, but yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they have 40 losses on the season. It's incredibly sad. But anyway, that doesn't matter. What did you guys like? I know you probably saw like highlights on social media and maybe watched like parts of the beginning of the game. Lexi, you're the only one in Kansas City right now. So you probably saw more than both of us did. But what were y'all thoughts about uh, Chiefs Day at the K? I mean, I think it's a really clever way for the Royals organization to sell tickets this year. So, yeah. you know, congratulations to them. They're probably wishing they could have plucked Mahomes off the bench. Exactly. Or off the, out of the stands. But, you know, like you said, like the Royals, like I just, I, I feel so bad because, you know, we people talk about like, oh, people weren't Chiefs fans before Mahomes. And it's like, no, like we were, but. I, there's just football and baseball are such different products when they're boring. Yeah. And, and I played softball, you guys, like I, I played softball, I played competitive softball, varsity, all that. And I just cannot sit through a baseball game. That's such bad quality. So, so good. I, um, I hope our chiefs players had fun. That's, that's kind of all I have. They still didn't sell it out though. Yeah. No. <laughs> And, you know, the thing about the Royals, it's like, <laughs> what's hilarious to me is, of course, they do it on the night that we're playing the Cincinnati Reds, right? So, right. of course, all the Bengals fans come out in droves, like, oh, we beat you. It's just whatever. Um, good well, for you. Ohio, too. Yeah, good for you beating our Royals that have won, like, no games at all. It's maybe one of the worst Royals teams I've ever seen, and that says a lot. <laughs> Growing up in the city and going to Royals games and just like expecting to lose on a regular yeah. basis. But this is like another level of bad. And I I actually I feel bad for our players because we have some 
pretty good players on that team, but they just, for whatever reason, cannot figure it out. Um, yeah. And it, has to be, it has to be defeating on them. It has to be defeating to be like, okay, we lost again. Like, But, you know, I love the fact that the Chiefs kind of brought that energy last night. They at least took it to overtime. It was an overtime game. <laughs> um, you know, they at least made it kind of a fun game. So, whatever. Whatever you want to say about that. But uh, Travis Kelsey got his redemption pitch, which I was excited about for him. Well <laughs> so, done, Travis. Well done. Well they done. got some bears. Slugger. Oh, my God. Slugger and Casey Wolf, like, with the arrows pointing right to home plate. <laughs> it was just funny. Um, so I was happy for Travis Kelsey there. But, yeah. Overall, the Royals are not an exciting. No, right they're now. not at all. Like I love any moment when I can see Patrick Mahomes bring out the Super Bowl trophy. So even if that means that it has to happen at Kauffman Stadium, right? right. Well, they did give out a pretty cool rally towel, though. Um, I told I have a, a lot of people, oh, you know, a lot of Chiefs fans with. So a few of my friends with, and I was like, somebody please just give me a towel for my memory yeah. collection. So I mean. That was definitely pretty cool. I'm sure they're going to do it again next season. So if you missed it, don't worry. Go next year. You can actually probably still go to a Royals game. They can sell you four tickets for $40 with four drinks and four, I think it's like four drinks, four hot dogs, four tickets, and parking for like $40. It's so so, that's how desperate they are. What do you think about this team? Anyway, moving on to another baseball segment. Uh, in the episode is softball charity tournament um lots of baseball for the chiefs in this last like seven days so right pretty cool i know it happened i believe over the weekend i really didn't see like a ton on that either but it looked like literally everybody showed up for it like the whole entire roster everybody showed up for it looks like they had a great time of course patrick won the mvp because why would he not shocker like jesus christ this man I tweeted the other day, I was like, I'm annoyed that Patrick Mahomes can do everything and I'm a Chiefs fan. Like, what the heck? Right? He hit a grand slam or something like ridiculous. Like, for real, Patrick? And not even the softball fence. It was like over the baseball <laughs> fence. But, and it's just like, Patrick, stop it. I can just, just suck for a leg on purpose for one day. So the rest of us feel a little more, Patrick. you know, just God. <laughs> He hit, I think, six or seven home runs. And yes. Was, okay, the, so the funny part to me, whenever Bengals fans want to say they live rent-free in our heads, I don't care. But a few days before that, uh, Joe Burrow was hitting balls at the Cincinnati Reds stadium or whatever, and he hit, like, four home runs. And then I love that, like, three days later, Patrick Mahomes is like, you know what, I'm going to hit six or seven home runs. <laughs> so yeah. he's always he always has to one-up his competition in, like, the slightest of ways, and I think it's hilarious. Yep, yeah, I loved it. Chiefs team, and if that's what they're gonna do in the off season to prepare them to go out and win in the in regular season, I'm all for it. So, all right, I mean, so that's enough baseballish news for the Chiefs. Um, yeah. other things happen this week. It's been a very interesting like last seven days. So, I mean, I yeah. think the biggest thing that we should talk about right now is Frank Clark to Denver. Um, so that happened yesterday. I think. It kind of floored everybody. I know personally, my instant reaction was like, what? Like, first I was like, no way. Like, this is fake. Right? Yeah. And then um, I think Adam Schefter tweeted it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is for real. So first I was like, I don't know if I feel betrayed. Or I don't know if I'm really excited that he's getting the bag. Because he's getting a bag. 
So um, I'm really excited for him for this one year deal. But yeah, like what were y'all first reactions to Frank Clark to Denver? Oh, and I posted in the group chat earlier, him in a Denver Broncos polo. Gross. Yeah. So nasty. <laughs> Um, so he, here's my thing. I have, a, I have a couple things. Okay. Frank Clark used to be one of the most like hated chiefs, right? Like everyone was like, Oh, we paid him too much money. This wasn't worth it. His contract is horrible. Yeah. And then last year, everyone's like, Oh my God, I love Frank Clark. He's amazing. Like, let's please resign him, et cetera, et cetera. Us included. And now it's like, he was going to Deborah, like, screw you, Frank Clark. Like, we don't like you anymore. <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I just thought it was funny, but I do want to give a sincere wish of good luck. Absolutely. And I know that Broncos fans are super excited to get their hands on playoff Frank Clark. So, oh wait, no, they won't get they won't get to see playoff Frank Clark. That's right. Yeah, that's on. So, <laughs> so, but no, like I'm happy for Frank, but I'm also just like you, and you could have gone anywhere. Well, maybe not anywhere, but like you had to go there, really. Now you get to face Patrick twice a year. Like, good luck. Yeah, back to back this year, week six and eight. I will say though, the Broncos, and I can't think of their LB right now off the top of my head because I could care less about the Denver Broncos. But one of their, their one of their LBs did just have to go out and have like a major. She's so excited about this. <laughs> one of their LBs did just uh, declare that he has to have surgery that I believe is season ending, which is. One of the yeah, main reasons why they went out and got Frank. So it makes sense. Like, I don't think that they have been like plotting on him for like the last few weeks. I just think that this is something. Thanks, Brian Browning. I I don't think this is something they've been plotting on for the last few weeks. I just think that it's something that's circumstantial that happened and he was available. And who knows the Chiefs better than Frank Clark? Yeah, I mean, Frank Clark to the Broncos, it's pretty unexpected for me. I did not see that one coming. And I always hate to see one of our favorite players go to a rival like that. Um, we just got, you know, we had the Orlando Brown news a few months ago. Now we have this. It's like, okay, everyone's just switching up, switching right up. Like, okay. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's part of the game. There's not much we can do about it. The Broncos are willing to pay him. At the end of the day, we were not willing to pay him. And yeah. that's not yeah. If we would have paid Frank what he's getting now, like, he already, it would have been what? If he would have, we're already taking a $7 million cap hit, and then it would have been another $5 million on top of that. And yeah. Love Frank. But I mean, if you just look back through his contract history, we've already paid him so much money. And the amount of games that we didn't have him last season due to either suspension, or just health concerns and things like that. You kind of want more out of a player who you're paying. Back. Right. Um, and he's a great player. So like, that's no knock on him. Uh, he's a great question, guy. One yeah. question that I have for y'all is how do y'all think he's going to acclimate? Because now he has to do it altitude in Denver. It's not like he's just going there for one game. Literally, well, literally acclimate. <laughs> Here's yeah. the thing, though, is like, so this is kind of like a historical thing, but the people who built the Stanley Hotel, they had, they, he had some kind of sickness and his doctor told him to go out to Colorado because the air is so much clearer and it actually helped cure him of his sickness that he had. Um, so maybe the air and all of that and what he would have, I don't know, access to and Colorado, um, maybe, 
maybe that helps him a little bit. I don't know. Like maybe it could be a good health move for him, but he does seem to have, yeah. Like maybe, you know, he does seem to have that like stomach issue that he deals with all the time and, and whatnot. And I feel bad for that. Like, I hope he can get that figured out because no one wants to live life that way. But you know, maybe, maybe it's a good health move. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know for sure. Um, but I do, you know, he used to be teammates with Russell Wilson. And so yeah. I think Russell Wilson was a big part of recruiting to get him back over to there. So that, you know, it stings a little bit. Um, but uh, Frank Clark did that interview with Josina Anderson. And he was he really had nothing but the utmost great respectful things to say about the Chiefs organization. And Andy yeah. Reid and his teammates here and how much love he has for Kansas city. So it's hard to be mad at him when he says all of that. And he's like, you know, at the end of the day, like it just came down to what's best for me. And you have to look out for yourself, just like the chiefs are looking out for themselves, but there's no hard feelings. It's just how it is. The business. Uh, right. And yeah. I will say, I think like, I think the main reason why emotions were so high for most chiefs fans is because, you know, we did just see him with the team at the White House. And they were like, oh, no. And the next day they announced this. And I was like, whoa, hold on. It just brought back all those fuzzy feelings, right? But I right. will say, too, that, like, when – and this goes back to the Super Bowl. I always just replay the moment back at the Super Bowl when he was just so emotional. And I yeah. don't know – I feel like that was – a a list of things, right? I feel like that was him battling through his injury and, you know, coming back and having a great playoff. I feel like that had to do with like, oh my God, I was suspended this season and they still have faith in me to come back and us get to the point that we are now in the Super Bowl. And then I also think that he knew like this might've been my last game as a chief because money is an issue and there's a lot of guys who still need to be paid. So I just felt like it was a list of emotions and he kind of knew that at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so yeah. do yeah. I hate he stayed in the division? Yes. Am I glad that he's going to go get paid? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like we can hate the move, but also still be happy for him. Yeah. yeah. And Unlike know, Orlando Brown Jr. I hate all of them. So. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Um, but I do think, you know, with Frank Clark, he knows what he's getting into against the Chiefs. He knows yeah. exactly what he's getting into. Of course, he's going to be hyping up his team uh, with the Broncos, which is what they all do when they leave us. So that's fine. Yep. But he knows what he's getting, what he's going up against. And, yep. and Mahomes and Andy Reid. And it's not going to be easy. Um, but it is what it is. I wish him the best. I don't wish him the best against us. And that's about it. Yeah. For those then, two weeks, just chill out, dude. No. Yeah, and you know, someone asked earlier, should we go after a guy like Daniel Hunter from the Vikings? And mm-hmm. I think mine, there's a few guys still in free agency. Like Young There are some still today. guys out there. Yeah, there's a few guys, the guys we got. I'm, I'm very happy with the guys we got. And I already know like the type of product that they're going to put out this season. I, I feel like if we're going to go out and if we're going to spend money, I would like for that money to be spent on a receiver. I think everywhere else we're pretty solid and we have depth. So I personally am against it, but I know there's probably a lot of Chiefs fans who would like to see someone like that. Hold on a second. You guys are good. Keep going. All right. So (laughs) I I do want to keep going um, on the NFL. I know we're going to probably get away from Chiefs a little bit in this next segment, but me and Lexi were kind of having this conversation yesterday and it was really 
interesting. Like the more we kept diving into it, um, the running back situation right now in the NFL is very interesting. There are a lot of guys on the market who are pretty darn good who have not been picked up on a team yet. So, I mean, Dalvin Cook, of course, he's still available. Brand new off, free agent, brand new just out there. We got Saquon, who is currently waiting to get this contract. Did not show up today at um, minicamp. We have Ezekiel Elliott, who's still out there. You got Josh Jacobs, who's still out there. So, like, there's a lot of heavy hitters on the running back market that are still available. So, like, one, what are y'all thoughts about just, like, the running back market right now, the guys that are available? Like, I know why this is happening, <laughs> but, like, what, what are y'all thoughts about that? Because there's they're all old. Guy. I mean – they're old. <laughs> they're old. I mean, they're that's old. Why. Alvin Cook is only 27. That's not that old. I mean, for running backs, though, I mean, they they seem to get older faster than other positions. I'll they tell you right now, I will take Dallin Cook or Saquon Barkley in a heartbeat. Well, yeah. Like, I'm happy with my guys right now, but if I needed a running back, those would definitely be the two guys I would go after. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a mess of a running back market right now. I think the running backs, <laughs> I feel like they're going to go on strike or something. <laughs> like, I feel like right. we're in a time where, you know, the 90s, late 90s and the 2000s, it was a heavy running back time. And that was like the focal point of your offense and they were getting paid. And that was like what it was. And now it's more, it's, it's way more quarterback, wide receiver, yeah. even now tight end based O-line. Yep. And they the running backs. <laughs> The running backs are just kind of, you go through the cycle and that's it. And then they let them go. And I think some of these guys like Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, um, those two guys in particular for me have a lot of juice left in them. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, he's, I, I don't know. I think he's still good, but I, I, I think he's fallen off a step or two. I think Josh Jacobs had himself a really good year, but he hasn't been stand out for me all the time. But could that just be because um, the Raiders are a terrible organization? And that's definitely part of it. <laughs> okay, I'm like, because I feel like Josh Jacobs could be really I think that's definitely part of it, but else? he's not been, like, a huge name in the running back market all the no. time. So, for me, it's, like, Dalvin, Cook, and Saquon have been, like, staples to that running back market. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a turnover-heavy – it's such yeah. a – you know, there's a lot of new guys coming up in that <clears> position all, all the time, and – Teams right now aren't seeing a value to pay, to paying that position aside from like Christian McCaffrey, and that actually did work out really well for the Niners last year because he literally yeah. everything for them in that championship game. Well, and his that's <clears throat> so when I think about Josh Jacobs, I think about CMC. He went yeah. to a completely different organization and was a different person. It was completely like one eighty of how he elevated his game and what he became to be. I will say. When you think about the running back market last season, I felt like a lot of teams were going more towards like a one-two punch versus just one great running back. Like, I feel like a lot of teams had two great running backs together. And I think yeah. that's not only how you continue to have that longevity in those players, those, that type of player, but I mean, when you do something like that, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money. Like, if you have two guys that are great versus – I mean, two guys that are good versus one guy that's great, like, 
yeah, I'll, I'll take that all day. And yeah, someone said it too. There's a ton of quarterbacks who are running right now too. And they're oh, also. No. Yeah, that's what I was saying is there's, that, you know, like you guys said, it's a very pass heavy league right now. A lot yeah. of big time quarterbacks doing stuff. And then you've got quarterbacks who are running the ball. Like they just, yeah. that's just the, that's the quarterbacks that are coming up through college now. Yeah. And it kind of makes the running back more it's, of a, I don't know, like a running back in order, I feel like to be utilized has to be able to do the wide receiver role, a blocking role and a running role. They have to be able to do all of that. And if they're just there, if they're not a good blocker, if they're not a good pass catcher and they're only a good running back, like they're, you're going to lose your job there. I actually feel like the league is becoming really heavy on that. And for a long time, it was not that way. Like the Tom yeah, Brady, yeah. Peyton Manning's, they weren't, it wasn't that way at no. all. You had Cam Newton and that was like maybe the one, you know, there wasn't a ton of it. And now you have guys like Justin Fields, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, um, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, I even mean, Patrick. Like, technically, I mean, he's not your typical running quarterback, but he can do it. I mean, but can he can do it though. He can do it. Guys went to the Bills though. What if Dalvin Cook went to go be with his brother, or like Josh right. Jacobs, or like, and I know Saquon's not leaving. He's more than likely going to stay with the Giants. But what if one of these guys went to go be with a team like the Bills? How much that would change? their offense, they would be for sure. I mean, they're already a contender, right? But that would really just put them in a place of like, yeah. I'd be interested to see what the Bills would do with a running game because they have not had one in these past few years. I don't know if they, I mean, when you've got Josh Allen, I don't feel like you're going to change your entire offense around a running back. I mean, but. Your offense is around Josh. Imagine what the back half of their season could have been like if they would have had yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't. I, I feel like they're like us. I mean, we, we've been asking them to put the ball in a running back's hands a little bit more, but I don't feel like the Bills have had enough fails happen because of that, that they would want to change any of that. I feel like they would still do the exact same thing until it became a bigger problem than it already is. Well, that's unfortunate because if they continue to stick with what they're doing, they're never going to beat the Chiefs or the Bengals when it matters. 100%. Totally agree. No, they have to change something. And so I do think they need that extra running game aside from Josh Allen because yeah. he is fantastic at what he does, but eventually yeah. you can't have him be your running back one because that's Correct. going to hurt you. And what if he gets hurt? I mean, you saw that last season. What, what happens if he gets hurt? Yeah, right. yeah, he was almost really well, and the way he, yeah, the way he runs, like he takes some hits he shouldn't yeah. take, and it's only a matter of time before one of those hit. And I don't want this. We don't wish injuries on anybody. No. It's only a matter of time. Like Lamar Jackson, how many, how many seasons in a row are we saying like, hey, Lamar Jackson keeps running like this and taking these hits, he's going to get hurt? And he's had what two injuries that have basically ended two seasons in a row, right? So I just I you don't want that to happen to a player of Josh's caliber, but that's kind of and it does it happens when the they risk run. they're running. That's literally yeah. what happens to what happened to Patrick Mahomes when he ran against the Jags. He got yep. ankle tackled. I mean, that's how these injuries happen. Yeah, I so mean, even when through. if you want to take it a few years back, even when we were in Denver and his knee was in his oh, yeah. same. Oh same god. Everything. And I mean, even with Tua, like the amount of concussions that Tua took last season. You know, I think they're another team who should possibly go after one of these running backs. So that's what I was going to ask y'all next. Out of the four people I named, Dalvin Cook, Saquon, Zeke, uh, Josh Jacobs, 
where do you think like the best fit for them would be? Where would y'all like to see them besides their current team? I mean, Saquon, I still think his best fit is the Giants. I think they just yeah. need to figure out a deal. Man, and based off of his interview yesterday, I don't know. I don't know either. And Brian Dable did not sound confident today. Not at all. And he was like, we are just focused on today. And that's it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It is getting ugly in New York. (laughs) Yeah. And then a guy like, for me, like Dalvin Cook, I think most people, we agree, like Miami makes a lot of sense for him. Yeah. I think Miami or the Bills, I think he would be good on either one. Yeah. I also kind of feel like. Some of them could potentially go to like Jacksonville and help ETN out, who's still a young yeah. guy who battled through a lot of injury last year. Yeah. I could see that too. Well, well I like Ezekiel Elliott went to Jacksonville. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. Yeah. I feel like he's going to stay in Dallas for some reason. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to bring him back. I actually feel like Josh Jacobs will end up staying in, in Las Vegas to the Raiders just because they have. What is their running back room without him? They, the Raiders don't have anything right now. They have nothing without him. They have nobody. They don't have a quarterback, right? Like, has he passed? Not technically. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I would, the only reason why I would like Dalvin Cook with the Bills is because he'd be with his brother. That's the only reason why. And I feel like those two together would be super dynamic. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I feel like Zeke would end up back there, uh, back in Dallas. But if he didn't end up in Dallas, you know, maybe somewhere like. What if he went like to the Bucks or something? That's all I'm gonna say. Like somewhere like super random, and I could see him in Tampa Bay. But I really could because they don't have Leonard Fournette anymore. Yeah, and Tampa potentially could need some help this year with needing a new quarterback and Absolutely. like who yeah. is Tampa's? Who are they using the this year? They need everything. They need everything. They have Baker Mayfield competing with Kyle Crafts. That's right. That's right. So yeah, they they're gonna need some help that, because you can't place that all on the quarterback. Sorry, not, not the type of quarterback that you can place all that weight on. No offense to Baker or the other guy, but, but I can see one of those guys going there and being good. So I don't know. Yeah, I know. But the thing, the unfortunate thing is, is these guys are not gonna get paid the money they think that they're gonna get paid. So I kind of agree with you, Lexi, on like they either need to do like a strike or they need to do something like. Because the money that they think that is coming from the market, Saquon says something, and I just like barely read it because I've had a migraine all day. But he said something along the lines: he felt like everyone was just trying to franchise tag them at ten million, so they wouldn't get the twenty million that they deserve, or something along those lines. Sure. Kind of like what? Like, um, okay, but I mean, even if I would not pay you twenty million, I would not pay you ten. I would not pay you twelve million dollars to go be a running back on this team exactly when you could just go draft another one next season. That's, yeah, and that's the thing. The Chiefs are so good about finding, like, diamonds in the rough, right? Excuse my Aladdin reference because it's me. But, like, they we're just good at plucking people out of the blue, and they yeah. end up being a great running back for us. Like, look yeah. at our last so many running backs that have been our stars. Like, you've got Jerick McKinnon, yeah. uh, Daryl Williams, yeah. uh, the the other Williams that might – it's another D Williams. Damian Williams, Damian. sorry. Yeah. Like we're like we just kind of pluck them out, and then yeah, I know, I know. And like just the you know Pacheco, like drafting him in the seventh round. It's just when you can find the guys that can do that job, 
and you don't have to pay him a lot. Like, why are you going to pay these guys like 10, 15, 20 million? To- so, I don't know. what was interesting to me too today was Clyde Edwards Alaire talked about that in his press conference today, where he was saying, That's a Great like, segue. Look at you. I, it sounds like. <laughs> A lot of the running backs, and this is where I get into my strike talk, of like I can see this happening, but it sounds like a lot of the running backs are like pining together and having each other's backs. And like the fact that they know they're not a primary position right now and they know yeah. they're not getting that respect, quote unquote, they deserve um, with the money they deserve. And, you know, running backs, they do, they put their body on the line almost more than any other position because they just run into traffic all the time. And many car wrecks, many yep. car every day, all day. And so he, even Clyde Edwards Alaire was saying, he was like, this is, he's like, I, we talk about this a lot where we don't, you don't know what it's going to hold for you in that future market. So you have to make the most of every opportunity you're getting. Um, yeah, that I mean, and the league has just changed so much in the last like two or three years too. Like, very much so. Just because from, of Patrick, honestly, like I'm gonna say, from when he started, what football was like to like what it is today, it is completely different. However, there were like a whole bunch of great quarterbacks, though, right? You had Ben yeah. you had Aaron Rodgers, you had Tom Brady, and those three quarterbacks did not play the style of football that Patrick Mahomes plays today. So that's the thing, though. The NFL recycles itself. Like, it'll go through, like, big quarterback passing phases, and it goes into big running back phases, and then it it all cycles. So it's like at some point, running backs will come back. And I always feel like if you watch the Chiefs, they're always kind of on the leading edge of how the league is shifting, and that's why people have such a hard time keeping up with us, is that we shift ahead of the rest of the league every single year. And you saw the Chiefs start utilizing that running game a lot more last season when we have a very pass-heavy offense. Yeah. And I don't know. I just – well, I mean, it'll be interesting to see the next five to ten years, like, what the offenses look like in the NFL. Yeah. How if, you don't, if you don't have a Patrick Mahomes, then what – I mean, even, like, okay, Patrick Mahomes, a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen, a Jalen Hurts, if you don't have those – caliber of quarterbacks on your team, then what position are you paying the most? So like right. saw, yeah, the, Dolphins, the Dolphins go out and pay Tyreek, who we were yeah. going to pay a decent amount, but they were going to pay him even more because they have a Tua who's serviceable, but he's not a Mahomes, Burrow, Allen talent. Yeah. And so it, it really is interesting. I think, like you said, Chris, like the Chiefs are going to dictate that market and where we are the top of the top right now. We've been in every, we've hosted every single AFC championship game for the last five years. We've won three of them, been to three Super Bowls, won two of them. Like we are going to dictate how that looks for teams and well, what positions at, you play or pay. If you, sorry. If you look at the last what, besides last year, the two, three years prior to that, it was all about having a speedy receiver, Nicole Harmon, Tyreek Hill. And then we were like, all right, bye, y'all. Yeah, so see ya. So then while people were going out looking for that speedy receiver, that Jettas, that whoever, we were like, we're just going to add six running back. I mean, we're just going to add six receivers. We're going to have three running backs. We're, we're just going to spread it around. We're just going to load up on the offense, and you don't know who the ball is going. And we're only going to pay a few people on defense, and that's it. Yeah. And then yeah. we're going to line well. And that's a lot it. of people this year have been drafting or just picking up more depth for their teams because that's what we went after last year. And then this year, our draft is all defense. So it kind of, 
gives you a vision of like what Beach may be trying to do in the next one, two, three years, because it's going to be very important to make sure we have that great defense. But I mean, offense, too, because Patrick is getting older. And for some reason, Travis Kelsey is in year 11. <laughs> for some reason. When did this happen? I uh, hate playing. <laughs> Let's get into mini camp. So mini camp started this yeah. week. The dates are the 13th to the 15th. And mini temp, mini temp, mini camp is mandatory. So the guys got to be there. All teams, all players got to show up. So, or they get fined. So Chris Jones was fined today because Chris Jones did not show up to mini camp today. So. Um, just first reactions on that um, from everybody. What are your thoughts on Chris Jones? And I'll go after you. Did Chris Jones do this last year too? Didn't he like miss no, like Brown Jr. did? Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, here's my thing on Chris Jones. Like, God, I don't know. Like, it's wasn't he at the optional stuff? Yeah. So no, he I'm pretty sure he was. Okay, Orlando or Chris? No, Chris. Chris yeah, he was there last week. So no, like if he was there, he has not been there at all. Are you There's sure? Not, I'm positive. Um, I feel like he's been I there. Think he was there. I he's think he's been there. I swear. Because I was like thinking, oh, I'm so glad that he's at the optional stuff because everybody was there. Yeah. Nope. I was. Like, right, we're gonna figure this out when we get off air because yeah. we're, <laughs> we don't agree. I didn't think he was there every day, but I did think I seen him there at least once. I would Google or Twitter. But if I get off this screen, y'all lose right me. Now. Like I when I went to take sunset pictures during this podcast. What does that say? Chris Jones Girl. did not show up to OTAs, which were voluntary. He's been there. He's been through a similar process before, but no, he was not there at OTAs and he was not there at many. I hate being proven wrong. I wouldn't make that up. He, I'm not. I, okay. Well, he was I, I feel. I here's the thing, right? Like. I feel like if we were going to trade Chris Jones, we would have done it before the draft. We're not. Yeah. So we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> now, if we, if, because that means that we're going to pay him because if we were going to trade him, we wouldn't wait until he's out of contract, which is at the end of the season, right? We have until so, July 17th to pay him. It's June. Oh, no, he still has one year left on his contract. Yeah, but if he wants to be paid now, he has until July 17th. Right, right. That's what I'm saying, though. It's so like, the Chiefs are going to pay him because if we wanted to get trade compensation, we would have done it before the draft. And if we wanted to trade him, we would have traded him before his contract expires. So it would have been stupid to do it now because then we'd have to wait a whole extra time for all this trade draft capital. So I feel like the Chiefs are going to pay him. I think they're just working on the contract stuff. And I don't want to say obviously because I did that about Tyreek and y'all saw how that ended. So, but I just, I, I don't see Chris as just holding out because of money. I feel like there was probably something else going on. And no, it just. I think he's holding out for money. You think he'd do that? Yeah. I do. Sadly, yeah. But, but my the quarterback is, of our uh, defense would hold out. That's not a very good leader. But it doesn't bother me. Like, that doesn't bother me um, just because he has not been negative at all in the offseason. If anything, he's been a no. big supporter and a huge cheerleader of this team. So, like, if he was just, like, silent and maybe wasn't saying anything or just kind of, you know, doing the cryptic tweets like everybody else does, which, I mean, I guess he has been doing the cryptic tweets, but they haven't been, like, bad. Like, he was literally pushing for Frank Clark to come back to this team for, like, 
whole eight days. You know what I mean? So I definitely think he's holding out for money, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. And the last time we gave Chris Jones a contract, it was in July also. So if we're going based off of trend, I definitely think it's going to get paid. I think it's just going to be in a few weeks. I just, this is going to me being not a risk person. But, and I know people say that they're professional athletes and yada, yada, but man, I wish I could just hold out on my job and keep my job and pay these stupid fines just because I want more money. Like, must be nice to live that kind of life. I'm just saying. And I love Chris Jones. Y'all know I love Chris. But oh, like, he got that Super Bowl bonus. He got all his bonuses last year. Yeah, and it's all going to go down the trash if he holds yeah. out. Stupid. Like, he can miss a few a few uh, days. I know. I'm just not a fan of people holding out because they want to make extra millions of dollars like that. And I understand like there's people like that that think like, well, they're professional athletes. They deserve it. And yes, they do deserve it. But I also think it's stupid to hold out when you have an extra year on your contract because you want more money. And it's like, okay, they're cool. Go be a I team player. Just because I think about the Lamar Jackson situation and him getting hurt and not being paid when he deserved to be paid. So that's how I look at it. Because yeah, I just think holding out is a really selfish thing, but that's just me. Wood, what if something happened to him during minicamp? Then what? We'd be pissed. With Chris Jones, it's like he does not strike me as a selfish player. He's always said he wanted to be in Kansas City. Right. I almost feel like this that's why I think something was going on. I, I just can't imagine him putting it. I don't know, out. but I feel like Veach, I, I don't know for sure, but it's like at some point you have to be willing to pay someone else aside from Mahomes. Well, oh, yeah. Chris Jones wants to be the second highest paid, and there's still guys out there that need to get paid. But the thing is, is Chris Jones deserves to be that high paid because he oh, is like probably the best defensive nose tackle in the league. So but there's other guys waiting to be paid right now at the same position. The I mean, you have Ben Williams on the Jets, and that's and not he, he wants Aaron Donald money, which is crazy. He wants between 25 and 30 million a year, which is insane. Yeah, and but I think Chris Jones does deserve that much, and we're not paying all that many people aside from Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Joe Tooney, and then there's a vast drop and then i mean you're paying chris jones right now too but then if you extend him you can kind of work those deals in you clear up some cap space that's a thing for me, for me you're not paying anyone else on your defense but patrick mahomes is they're also, all young he's also taking a 46 million dollar hit on that cap this year but that's it you're not paying anyone else on your defense 46 million that's it you're not paying anyone else on your defense that's a lot of money but of what? course you're gonna pay Patrick Mahomes. That's right, right. Of course you're gonna pay Patrick yeah. Mahomes. But whatever contract they figure out with Chris, it's not gonna hit this year. It'll probably hit in the next two years. Yeah, so, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Like get that extension done, get his money worked out, and like figure out how to pay him and Mahomes. And you have the best two players in the league. Yeah, you have the quarterback of your awesome. offense and the quarterback of your defense. Get it I done and move on. We're saying, and Chris Jones is gonna get paid. It ain't as easy as the world thinks. It. I think that's oh, it. it's easy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes is taking a huge hit to the cap this year, which he deserves. Like, there's yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. he definitely deserves it. But to me, know, it's just, yeah, it's just the deep, it's just the defensive side of it. We're not paying anyone on the defensive side at this point, aside from Chris Jones. So I'm like, just pay that man, figure everything else out. And 
I don't know. Yeah. I just seriously don't want another Tyreek Hill situation. That'll that'll make me so angry I would lose it. Oh, I would. Like, if you want a full-on Chiefs Kingdom revolt, don't don't extend Chris Jones this season. See what the heck happens because it's going to get ugly. And the thing is, too, is like – Losing a Tyreek Hill, you still have Patrick Mahomes, you still have Travis Kelsey. If you lose Chris Jones, you don't have anyone else that replicates that on the defensive line right now. Right, and it's not easy to find someone to replicate it. We're not losing Chris Jones. No, but I'm just, I'm just making, I'm just making that. So extend him so he can get back to working out with the team. That's all I'm saying. So I guess here's my other question: Are y'all really that mad that Chris Jones ain't there right now? Yeah. Really? I'm I'm sorry. Here's my thing. I wasn't I was not a professional. Listen, I wasn't a professional athlete, but I did. I was a leader and I was an athlete. I would never miss out on my games, on my teammate for anything else. I would put all my selfish things aside and I'd go play for my team because that's what a captain, that's what a leader, that's what a teammate does. That's just me. Like, I understand the money aspect that you're making a lot of money right now. Go play with your team. At least show up. I don't care if you practice. At least show up and be there. He's, Take your helmet off. I don't care. Be there. I'm I sure hate when guys sit out. I hate it. Think he's not having conversations with the teammates. Like no, I didn't say that. I think he needs oh, to be okay. there with his team. I think well, he needs to be there with his team. No, I am a team player. I am a team player. I feel like there's no I in team, and when uh, you don't show up to mandatory I'm camp. You are putting an IN team, and I don't like that. If I, I if I was Chris Jones, I don't think I would show up either. And I already know the impact I'm gonna make on this team this season. And I deserve to be paid to make sure my family is taken care of. That sounds like a lot of selfishness to me, but <laughs> Patrick Mahomes didn't have to be selfish because they broke his contract before the sun could go down. I think I'm somewhere in the middle of both of you guys where like, I understand where Chris is coming from. And like, yes, I just contributed like everything to our Super Bowl win this last season. And then yeah. I also think you need to be a team player. And I also think you're on the very, very brink, if not already a dynasty. Right. So like, and he, you know, he says with Mahomes after the Super Bowl, it's like, we're not done yet. Like he knows everything that's right there for him. And then you don't show up to mandatory camp. I love getting on y'all because y'all know players lie every day. How many players? They all talk. They all talk. They all talk. We're all like, we're going to run it back. We're going to do this. Like, there were so many players. I love the animosity right now. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm always going to be the double-edged sword in this conversation. Y'all know that. Um, I think Chris Jones is going to get paid. I think that he's been a leader for long enough, and I guarantee you if you were to talk to at least 10 of the guys on the roster, they would understand. They definitely do. And I think (laughs) the guys on the roster are always on the side of the player getting paid. And so I – Especially Right now, none of them are worried. I don't think any of them are worried. That was funny. (laughs) That was funny. What did you say? You said the guys on the roster are all for the guys getting paid. And I said, especially CEH. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I was I was a chuckling. It's not as funny anymore, man. Um, but why don't we talk to me? <laughs> not as funny. You're getting sassy tonight. <laughs> uh, Chrissy, you missed a lot that happened today while you were at the beach. So let me just kind of fill you in on mini camp with other teams and other players. Because Chris Jones is not the only person who set out. Stefan Diggs didn't even go. 
That doesn't shock me one bit. It really doesn't. He was mad at the end of last season. Does not shock me. But you know, he's mad. I'll never understand though because Sean McDermott was like kind of in a panic mode. Would you say that? He said we're very concerned that he's not here. Right? Yeah. Yeah, But then Stefan Diggs' agent was like, "No, he was there. He left early." And I'm like, "Hmm, "Get your." Wouldn't your coach know if you were there and you left early? I'm like, "Get your life together, guys." That's weird. Did you guys hear what Josh Allen said? No. Josh Allen said they had like a communication issue on their team, and they don't. He doesn't think communication's been the best. I called that last season. Do you remember talking about that? Oh my god. Somebody sign me right now. I'm ready for the money. Let's go. Let's do it. Sign me now. Yes. No. No. But for the bills, man, I called communication last season. I was like, there's an issue. There are fractures. There are cracks. Communication's a problem. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Sorry. I'm excited. Not not the fact that there's cracks, but that I was right. I like being right. I think it'll be interesting what happens tomorrow if he shows yeah. up or not so we'll see if it'll be very telling shows up tomorrow could be more drama um obj Ooh, mama, drama. OB, obj participated today he had a great one-handed catch apparently good for him like oh, seriously yeah. that sounded sarcastic i'm being serious like good for him yeah right um the jets signed another person from the packers Adrian Amos, the safety. They have now eight players from the Packers on the track. That's just crazy to me. Like, what is happening? Like, what is so I was saying, like, who who do the Packers have left? Like, we they just keep sending everybody to the Jets? I don't know. Aaron and the Jets. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, Saquon set out too. So not just that's not surprising. Yeah. Um. Oh, Devin White. He set out, but. Um, and of course, he's the linebacker for the Bucks, but yeah. he did attend. He attended, but he set out. I'm okay with that. At least you're there. <laughs> At least he's there. There's see, there's a, I can understand he's keeping like yourself healthy, but at least you're there, this right? Is the middle, this is the middle ground I'm looking for with Chris Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Just attend. If you want to sit on the bench and get a tan, sure, but be there. Go hand out water. Go do something. I will. Make yourself useful. <laughs> Get uh, your steps in, Chris Jones. So those are just kind of some of the other things that happened around the league today with mini camps since today was the first day. But, you know, every day this week is going to be interesting. Who shows up? Who doesn't? Blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, the last topic of tonight also was highlighted today on all social media. Netflix is finally going to release quarterbacks. See the side of their story. Yeah, after they stop letting people share subscriptions, but okay. Right. Oh, I haven't been I haven't been kicked yet, but it's gonna be Patrick Holmes, I have Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins. Um, so that's an interesting combination for the trio is just so bizarre. Sorry, it's getting really dark. Let me turn. I'm like, you're getting so dark. You're so is that better? Much better. We <laughs> Welcome back. It's getting dark. The sun went down. So. Yeah, the sun went down. Like, real oh, gosh. It what did. What are you guys' thoughts about this Netflix series that comes out July 12th? It's going to be so good. Oh, my God. I'm very excited, um, especially to watch Patrick. I think the Kirk Cousins one could actually be kind of interesting because he seems like an interesting guy. 
seems very likable, but he's very interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, like the, the trio that they chose is just kind of out there, but I, I I love anything football, so I'll definitely watch. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, we're definitely watching. Um, I think what's interesting to me about this, like, trio, it's completely random, but you have, yeah. like, the best quarterback in football, then you have the quarterback that gets really close a lot of the time <laughs> to the big stage, but can't quite figure out the big stage. Can't play then, you have, then you have the quarterback that literally like quits on his team at the end of the season. Right. So I didn't know really he had a has potential to be really interesting. I didn't know Marcus Mariota had like a wife and kids. Oh yeah. There's yeah so they all have wife, wives and kids, right? So yeah. I feel like I would have been much happier. Like if a Watt was in it, Literally, yeah. Watts. I don't want <laughs> pick a watt, right? Pick, pick a watt, watt any watt. Like, it doesn't matter. I, just, I don't know. Well, it's quarterback. So, would there be any other quarterbacks? Oh, it is quarterback. Justin Fields. Um, I would be interested to know more kind of about Justin Fields because he is kind of up in what? He has a wife and kids. No, just like seeing him on that that uh, show. I I would be more interested in like Justin Fields over Marcus Mariota. Um, yeah, like because he's just kind of you know like he's he he had a great season, but his team still sucked, right? So it's like I I'm just I I think he I don't know I'm very interested. I would be interested in like if they did a second season and added him in there, I'd be cool with that. That'd be cool. Man, I would have been interested even, in, and I guess it wouldn't make sense to do Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. <laughs> okay, I think it makes sense. Why not? Right. Two of the best young quarterbacks in the game, right? Insane. That'd be epic. Yeah. yeah. Right? It would be really good. Especially like because they were they were the two they were the first what in the first Super Bowl ever where two black quarterbacks started in a game. Like oh, that's iconic. Yeah, and that's oh, iconic, nice. man. Like let us learn all about it. Plus, like I get Sarah Jalen Hurts all day. So yeah. <laughs> he's like, so he pretty. comes from like great stock. Like his dad is incredible down in Houston and like the impact that he makes on the community down there. He's a football. Yeah. And there's just like a lot of history behind the Hurts family as well. So that would have been pretty cool to see. Yeah, I think the Hurts family. I actually think the Stafford family is kind of like that. Yeah, I think that would yeah. They're definitely interesting. His wife. For sure. I don't know so much about him. Honestly, yeah. even with like Tua Tagovailoa, I think that could have been, I mean, he's married with a kid on the way. Like that could be kind of interesting. Especially with like all the concussions and stuff. I would have loved to learn more about. Like, I'd love to know like what his wife thought about all that. Yeah. Like that, that could have been interesting. His story last season. Yeah. Crazy. Hmm. Well, yeah, well that goes live july 12th i can't wait i think we're gonna watch as a family that's what we decided today yeah um, so yeah however that works but um but yeah so the, rogers oh god aaron rogers no he doesn't associate with his family no he doesn't associate with his family and he hangs out with like 20 year olds so oh my god i meant to tell y'all i finally watched 80 for brady Oh, my God, is it cute? That is going to be us, and that is crazy. Is it super cute? Because oh, it looks super cute. This is hilarious. Okay, cool. Oh my, I was like, this is going to be us. This is Wait. embarrassing. <laughs> this is really embarrassing. Netflix is opening a restaurant? What? Oh, that's kind of cool. 
I need y'all all to go watch 80 for Brady right now. Yeah, I want to. I need to do that. It is. I need to watch it too. It's literally us. Like I'm actually gonna watch it again and figure out who's who. Oh, oh please do, please do, because then I love watching and being like, oh, that's who they said was me. Yep, that's me. I want y'all to watch that in the next like week or two, please. So Done. Can- Done. I can make that happen. Oh, Ooh, somebody's lighting a fire. I hope they're supposed to be doing that. Probably not. It was such a good feel good football movie, too. So probably not. Especially like <laughs> there was one part that was it was like at the beginning of the movie and they were like, oh, like, cause they get together every game to watch the Patriots, right? Yeah. And they had like tradition, like one of the traditions was like, I can't remember her name, but like she has to frantically panic, knock, knock over a bowl of chips and run to the kitchen. She does it every game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. That's our movie, our movie should be rolling with Mahomes, says Spacey Warrior. That's perfect. Oh, that's a great name. Well done. Well done, Zach. I love it. Um, yeah, we're going to be here forever. Real quick, I don't think I got to touch on the CEH stuff, so I did just want to chime in and say real quick, it sounded like there was a little confusion. I need you to have like more explanation to your story because you're going back so the people can understand what you're talking about right now. Well, just- the, the clip from OTAs, yeah. Okay. Or not OTA's minicamp from today. We finally yeah. got heard from Clyde Edwards Alaire, which we have not heard from him in months and months and months. And pretty much he said um, he was told, maybe not told he was going to play in the Super Bowl, but he was working like he was going to be that week before they left for Arizona. He was actually even working out in the wide receiver position. He said um, he worked out in like every position. Every like wide receiver slot and then basically was made to seem like he was going to be playing in the Super Bowl, but then he gets there and his jersey wasn't there, and that's why he wasn't playing. I don't know, man. An interesting way I have to- my thoughts and feelings. I will let y'all both go first. Yeah. I just, I, I think we all agree. Like, I don't think he needs to be putting that stuff out with the press. I think that stuff needs to stay behind with his friends, family, whoever he wants to vent to. Because here's the thing. We don't actually know if the Chiefs were like, yeah, you're probably going to play, like, p- play practice this week like you're going to play. Like, that guy had been out for, like, yeah, over two can't. months. Yeah, he'd been out for over two months. He'd had a whopping, like, one week of practice. And then he suddenly thinks he's going to, like, jump in. And when we had a great thing going with Pacheco and McKinnon, like, calm yourself down, CEH, number one. Number two, like, I think it was more in his head, like, he wanted to play. And so he just kind of, like, was like, oh, well, I'm practicing. They activated me. That means I'm going to play. I don't think the Chiefs were ever like, hey, expect to play. I think he just felt that way, and he made up this whole scenario in his head, and now he's created drama with it. But that was just me. I think for me, when you sit back and you look at the Chiefs training, that's so dark. Right. <laughs> How many weeks did Nicole Harmon want to come back, and they were like, no. No. No, you cannot come back. No, you are not ready. You got to be healthy. When they finally let him come back, he got hurt. Like, too bad. And had to have hernia surgery, right? So I'm like, I get, like, where CEH was like, well, they let me, like, practice, and they let me do all these things. But, I mean, was it a full practice? Was it a padded practice? Like, I need you to give me more details behind what this practice looked and sound like. And of course, anybody who is active on this roster is going to be 
you're gonna want every drill, everything that you can think of going into the Super Bowl. Like, let's be serious here. Any option that they can do to prepare to win the Super Bowl, they're gonna do that. So if that means all men on deck, that means all men on deck. Now, do I think that the situation is messed up that they didn't have a jersey for him? Yeah, I kind of think that's messed up. I feel like they could have brought a jersey. Give the man a jersey to stand on the sideline. That's all I got. Like, because no, don't they give you extra like roster room during the Super Bowl? Don't they do that? Am I making that up? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just like on the active roster, but maybe that's not the dressed roster. I thought they gave you like a few extra. I mean, everybody was there. So even if you're not active on the roster, you were there. But I just yeah. think it's really unfortunate that he felt that he was privileged enough to be activated on the Super Bowl when technically you hadn't helped in 13. So here's my question about that. Do you think he would have felt worse had he been dressed out and not received a single carry or touch or play? Or, or do you think he would have been like felt worse that he didn't even get to dress out? No, I think if he would have dressed out, he would have felt better. He just wouldn't have gotten uh, even without a snap. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Like, I'm just wondering, like how. I think you know. that's where the butt hurt comes from. Yeah. I think the butt hurt is they didn't even have a jersey for me. Hence, he said it to the live local media. And yeah, not know, smart. I think that's where the butt hurt comes from. I understand yeah. the frustration on his end, especially because he hasn't gotten to speak for himself in a really long time. So I understand, you know, from like, as just a human to human type thing, you want to like kind of save face there and like, okay, this might be a hint as to why I wasn't at the Super Bowl parade or at the White House. And this might be a hint as to why some things look the way they do from the outside. And he didn't really, I mean, he didn't have a bad attitude while saying it. He just said it. He wasn't like, oh, I hate, I hate the Chiefs for doing this this way. He was just uh, like, well, he can't say that. No, but like you know what I mean. He wasn't. He could. There's some players that have bad attitudes. He didn't. Yeah, it just felt like he was more saving face for his name than anything else. Trying to look like he was a team player so he can get picked somewhere else up. But I'm telling you, if I'm looking from the from the outside inside and being like, well, well, because this is what it sounded like. Well, I, I I was at practice and they let me do this and. Then let me do that, and I did all these things, and then I got all the way to the Super Bowl, and I didn't even have a jersey. And I didn't. Even, I got there, and there was no jersey. I know. Sounds like a five-year-old throwing a tantrum to me. It, you know, it is. What I've it literally is. heard my children sound like that about fifty-two times this yeah. week. So, like, I'm just saying. Like, it, it is what it is, but I mean, uh, I do think that he should have got a jersey, but I also want him to realize the thirteen weeks. Did he have a? Did he dress out any of the playoff games? No. Did he? No. No, because he didn't get activated till the week of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Like yeah. the Tuesday or Wednesday. So I just don't know why you expect to play so badly if you weren't even activated. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think you just have high hopes for yourself, right? And he yeah. really, his job was taken by Isaiah Pacheco. And Pacheco took a grown man. He did. And what was interesting is that they, CEH was saying, he's like, he really does have a good relationship with Jarek McKinnon and Pacheco. He said they all FaceTime oh, like yeah. once a week. They all FaceTime once a week. They all run ideas by each other all the time. Yeah, that's great. CEH has been taking all the reps and OTAs and minicamp because Pacheco's coming off of his surgeries. McKinnon, like he said, is getting older and, you know, doesn't want to do all those little things he doesn't have to do because he doesn't need to do them. 
So well, the right now, is an old man, and we want him versus the other four running backs. We, we need we need him for later down the line. So old man, have not picked up by any team. But yeah, I just I think it's interesting just to hear from his perspective, and um, I know a lot of he is probably <laughs> the most controversial player in Chiefs Kingdom right now. One hundred percent. So I just I just think it's interesting to hear his side of things. Does it it when it is what it is. He um, also, said his side, though. He has every single social media platform. So if he wanted to vocalize himself or his thoughts, he could have been like literally ever, literally any other athlete. They're also cryptic on social media, though. Like, it never goes over how you want it. I don't know. Like, I mean, but, and I only say that because he felt the nerves to also say in that press conference, I'm not really that big on social media. Are you sure? Because during the parade, you made you used sure to be. <laughs> You used to be. <laughs> really? Because you could have just kept that quiet. You could have just went ghost the whole weekend and we could have um, just moved there. So, I don't know. Anyway, that was just my, my Wait too many minutes. But also, I'm really excited about Daenerys Prince. And I really want to see what he can do for us Same. in the running back room. So We can get into that next week. Oh, I think we have a special guest next week. We do. Yep, we do. We'll tease, we'll tease that next or in a few days. But. Yeah, special guest next week. So, uh, Chris, let's get out of here so you can get back to your family in the sand and the water. And that beautiful sunset behind you. Right. So pretty. It got really dark and I found figured out there was a light yeah. out here. So, oh, my bad, you guys. There's a light and I didn't know. So, um, as you guys know, we go live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, and you guys can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, make sure YouTube, make sure you guys subscribe and like, um, so, and follow us on all of our platforms. Um, and make sure you guys download us on Apple and Spotify, um, after every podcast. So we can't wait to come back next to you or next week with you guys with our special guests and talking about all the OT or the, I keep wanting to call it OTAs. I'm so sorry. Thanks. The mandatory mini camps that's going on this week and whatnot. So we'll have lots to talk about next week. So it's been a crazy last week with the Chiefs. So we'll see what what comes about this next week. But until next time, your queens have spoken. Bye. Bye.